September 2016, I visited a conference in San Diego by the name FinCon. It's a conference which really is a meeting place for financial advisors and people using media and internet for reaching out to the consumers seeking financial advice. The whole place was uh, abuzz with excitement because most of the people who come to that conference are doing uh, really cutting-edge work in the area of using internet to reach out to consumers, providing them information and using technology to the hilt. They're still figuring out a way of making this thing economically viable. Uh, there are some people who have succeeded, some are still struggling, and some are finding new ways of doing it. They have a space which they provide to people who have been podcasting to make a live podcast. So there are people moving around you, there are people uh, standing and listening to you. Sometimes they come up and ask a question. And here is a podcast we recorded there. Good morning. So we are in San Diego at the FinCon conference and we are starting off the podcasting session today. I am Devang Shah from Right Returns, CFP, MBA, based in Mumbai. On my left is Yogin Subnis. He is also a CFP, practicing financial planner in Mumbai. On my right is Suresh Satgopan, who is also a financial advisor based in Mumbai, leading thought, thought leader in Mumbai. Uh, and we are sitting at a desk that's sponsored by Trade King. So thank you very much, Trade King, for the sponsor. We are brick-and-mortar financial advisors. We have a traditional, conventional financial advisory practice. We do planning <coughs> for our clients, and we have clients for whom we manage money as well. Uh, what are we doing here at FinCon, which is really, you know, people with cutting-edge knowledge in terms of reaching out to customers over the internet, providing advice over the internet. And, you know, we are so naive, we are such novices, we don't even know the right terms to explain how, what these guys are doing. What's exciting here for us uh, is that just like the, the e-commerce got transformed from... Um, from people going to shops and buying things, just like people calling for taxis has got changed, people away, the way people buy their, uh, their travel tickets has changed. We are going to see, uh, we are already seeing some amount of transformation in the, in the financial services sector. And uh, how is that <coughs> going to happen? Where is it going to take us is what uh, is exciting. And that's why we are here. Uh, so, Suresh? What do you think is going to, um, how do you think this is going to shape up in terms of not just United States or ju not just India, uh, in terms of the delivery of financial advice in the coming years or decades? Yeah, uh, financial advice has been fairly an elitist profession, whether it is in U.S. or whether it is in the rest of the parts of the world. Now, robo-advisory is uh, democratizing that, uh, that aspect and it is bringing... Uh, a certain level of uh, financial advice across the across the spectrum. Even if a person is having just a thousand dollars, he will be able to uh, seek appropriate advice, and that is going to be delivered by a robo, as they call it. So it is democratizing the advice. A certain quality of advice is uh, available to everybody today. But the point is, at some uh, at at a higher level, probably a human intervention will will, will be required. That's my opinion. 
but uh, algorithms can catch up algorithms can uh, become far far more sophisticated and uh, it can go up the value chain and uh, it can possibly replace the uh, human interface for most of us so that is probably going to happen qu quite fast because the transformation which is happening on the internet is happening quite fast so it's exciting times we need to learn a lot we need to keep our eyes peeled open and um, that's all for now thanks yeah yeah suresh i love that thought about you know how internet is democratizing what is being available to um, all the consumers i mean we all have heard about how the business process outsourcing allowed the the world to be able to give the processes to people who are willing to be able to do them very well uh, who are able to do them at the most cost effective way uh, we are now seeing the same thing with shopping you can you know yeah. just because you do not live in a place which makes and sells that product doesn't mean you can't access it and buy it so i really love that thought that uh, internet is sort of making everything available to everybody absolutely do you think that the algorithms that are required to deliver financial advice are rocket science i mean I, i would are not already ready to be used you think they will need to be developed i mean is that going to be the next step of technological development see there are probably two things uh, one is the algorithm has to catch up i don't think that is going to take much time because uh, the knowledge is out there and it just has to be captured in the algorithm so that's that's going to be the easy part the more difficult part is going to be uh, the acceptance of the client itself about uh, an advice which comes without a human intervention so that is going to be the difficult part and i'm not saying that it is not going to happen it is probably going to take a bit of time because people need to get used to uh, having the advice delivered anonymously yogin what do you uh, foresee how do you see things happening uh, unfolding or where do you think is going to be the real excitement or real bottleneck well i um, mostly agree with what suresh has said um and uh, you know when we planners uh, when we think about or when we are discussing about robo advisory or uh, automated advice and so so and so so on and so forth um most of the time we are in a little bit of a denial saying um you know whatever happens the human intervention will be required and um, uh, that's not going to go away Uh, but here i want to um, share with you uh, one uh, conversation i had with a british guy um in one of the conferences and uh, he was telling me that artificial intelligence is um being um get, is getting smarter and smarter and he was saying that there would come a time when um the robo whatever that artificial int intelligence is whether it's a robo or a machine or whatever uh, when it is um, uh, when it is interacting with the human it will also be able to sense the emotions of the human being so that you know the uh, the qualities that we um, talk of uh, of an advisor and that of sensing the emotions and being um, Uh, able to absorb um, whatever is being said and what is also being left unsaid um which a which a machine cannot do now that myth is being destroyed with this particular um, uh, statement that he made and he was very confident about it and he said that day is not very far off 
um, you know, it may come earlier than you think. What I have seen is that these things keep coming, these new things keep coming, and we adapt to it uh, every time, right? So I think I do think that, um, uh, and there is one more one more aspect to this that this particular um, automatizing of uh, a lot of things like robo advisory coming in and all takes it to the masses. Now the problem today is that there are um, a lot of people who are just not getting the benefit of a financial advice. Now, right. with the with the you know on with the coming of uh, on coming of technology and robo advisory, at least they will get the benefit of that. Hmm. And um, so, to that extent, it's going to be very good. Right, right. So you know, uh, it's interesting how when when for example, cellular technology started, what was new was what was expensive. You yeah. know, something new was something that cost much more than what was old. And the way things have turned around with internet is what is new is what works out cheap. So if, if robo-advisory <laughs> happens, then that's what's going to work out cheap uh, for people to be buying advice. But I, I really like the thought you're talking about, you know, um, how, uh, how there will be emotional sensors, something like lie detectors, right? <laughs> yes, possibly. And something more than that, possibly. <laughs> yeah, so they... they yeah, why, why would there not be, I mean, eventually as human beings, we sense what another person is saying uh, from the way he appears, from the way, uh, from what he says. From, from the voice inflection. Yes, yes. I mean, anything that's perceivable to us is perceivable to uh, technology now. If I'm asking myself this question, Yogin, how, how long it's going to be before financial advice will be delivered in the new way, and I say the new way because I don't know what that means myself, but uh, uh, I, I seem to be thinking it's going to be a while, and it appears to me that what you're saying is the truth. We are in denial. We, we do not want to accept that it could happen tomorrow. I mean, you know, if you're talking about algorithms, we already have algorithms which beat human beings in, the che in chess. We already have algorithms which can drive a car in traffic. So yeah. oh, uh, I don't think it requires uh, any more complex an algorithm to create and deliver a decision which is in the best interest of the client, which is what is good financial advice. So I, I want to go back to what Suresh said in terms of client acceptance. If, if algorithms are not the constraint, if we are really, as advisors, we are in denial, then what's really stopping from um, the technology to start delivering financial advice seems to be where, seems to be the willingness of individuals or their mindset to, to go ahead and buy advice from a thing that may not be actually a human being sitting there. And this, this is really what even I feel, that the shift of people buying things online was not about technology. There was already there were already FedExes and US, UPSs. There were already uh, uh, e-commerce engines. But the shift really happened because the consumer was willing to do things in a way that was completely different. He was okay not going to a shop and having an attendant look at him and say that, you know, yeah, I think this is what will look good, at you, good on you. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, have a conversation. And it's that shopping experience that has changed mm -hmm. from uh, going to a specific shop and getting specific attention to being able to see a larger variety of things at a click of a button yeah. and then make a choice which is so easily revocable. 
you know yeah. when you go to a shop and you buy and you and that person sort of alters the dress for you and you go back home you can't go back so easily to the shop and return that dress which you can do on amazon you know it doesn't need yeah. because you you choose your size and if it's not the right size you go you buy another thing you know yeah. uh, so that so, so, so that yeah, yeah. yeah so here's a thought on this you know the change that you are talking about um if you notice you know it's mainly uh, um, started by the youngsters they took to this technology and um, uh, first and um, they were doing it as a routine and maybe people like us started doing it after we found that this it's not it's not as difficult or um, uh, you know as cumbersome as uh, we thought it would be and that is why generally you know you will find the youngsters may would be at the forefront of any adapting to any uh, new technology now in in the financial uh, advisory space maybe the youngsters are not that forthcoming um, to take adapt to it so that you know um, because generally you know whenever we are seeking financial advice it is at a time when we are finding that it difficult to make ends meet or feel the necessity to feel the necessity because now life is getting complicated you know you have wife children and all that that is when you are actively seeking advice otherwise it's a very passive thing you unless somebody uh, forces you to or there is you meet somebody who explains to you the importance of seeking advice as a youngster you do not and maybe uh, for adoption of this technology you you require these youngsters to get on to it yeah and maybe they are not getting on to it because somehow people think that financial advice is for people with money <laughs> you know i have so many times people come to me and say oh you're a financial advisor mm. but you know i don't have the money yet to go to a yeah, financial advisor <laughs> <laughs> which is probably why the youngsters who now are becoming millionaires much faster than the the earlier generation yet are um, not so actively seeking advice which might which might as you rightly say catalyze the way advice delivery changes mm-hmm. see uh, we have a generation uh, which has taken to computers like ducks to water so right. and that generation mm-hmm. is uh, the number of people from that generation and the number of the people from the previous generation is only increasing by the day the number of people who are familiar with computers who right. are quite comfortable with computers is increasing by the day so uh, it is not a question of if uh, robo advisory will become mainstream it is just a question of when it will become completely mainstream so it is not a question of if it is only a question of when the second point is that uh, we underestimate uh, the rapidity with which this is going to happen so it's probably going to be in months not in years at least the basic uh, advice delivery will happen much much faster on a broad base as compared to uh, prop the kind of advice which yogin was talking about mm. where it can actually sense your voice it can sense uh, your facial expression mm. and deliver advice at that time so that's going to be probably slightly more difficult but uh, the basic advice is going to be delivered and the acceptability is going to be very high at least among the younger set because number one they don't have uh, that kind of money to pay to an actual financial advisor and they reckon that uh, somebody who has developed an algorithm which is selecting something worthwhile for them mm-hmm. is much better than they directly flipping a coin and going for a, uh, some scheme so from that point of view it is in my opinion it is going to work and it is going to be t- taken up by a by a vast majority of people 
Right. You know, so one one focuses on the younger generation, but I'm saying even even on the elder generation or the wealthier, uh, the people who are already in the wealth and being serviced by individual advisors. The three things that seem to, to me, um, out of experience that's important <laughs> to them is that they want to have somebody who has done the diligence before giving them advice. They're not just giving advice, you know, uh, out of the hat. They want someone who is giving uh, giving the confidentiality that's important for advisors uh, to provide to their clients. And they want that advice to be practical and easy to implement and uh, you know, it's not just advice that's theoretically perfect, but practically impossible to uh, implement. And out of these three things, that's confidentiality, diligence, and practicality. As a consumer, I would trust a system and a process more than an individual. If I'm sitting in front of a computer and I have to tick off some things and it assures me of confidentiality, I, I would trust that at least as much, if not more, than a human being who says that, oh, don't worry. I'll treat your information confidentially. Similarly, a, co a computer which asks me all the questions systematically, even if I have to tick off saying not applicable, uh, gives me a sense of feeling that, yes, it has been covered. Compared to a human being sitting in front of me who I'm depending on his expertise and experience to only ask me the relevant questions. Uh, what remains, therefore, is the practicality, my willingness to trust uh, a technology to give me advice that is suitable, that is... Uh, practical and it will take me closer to where I want to be and in that you know I think marketing plays a role you know, where we for example you know if people know that Yogin Subness is a person to be going to buy advice if I put Yogin Subness brand behind a technology delivery system it sort of transfers that uh, that trust of the practicality of even though actually Yogin is not sitting behind every call or every uh, uh, every robo interaction that's happening so, to summarize, you know, the algorithm seems to be there, the, the direction is there, the technology is there. Uh, what might speed up, what might accelerate the use of uh, technology to deliver advice, and I'm not, saying, I'm not talking about Skype, I'm talking about actually having an interaction without human intervention, is number one, investing enough time and energy in changing mindsets of people, and uh, number two, changing the perception of the industry as a whole of financial advice being more than just uh, managing money, which is what robo-advisory today is focused on. And if it keeps going in that direction, it's not going to really end up in creating a financial advice delivery mechanism. Uh, yeah, that's, that's how I would summarize it. You're, you're saying something? Yeah. Uh, see, uh, it has started this way. That is, uh, it has to start somewhere and it has, it has started small. It has started in the way that uh, now it is just choosing the schemes in which to invest after asking some basic questions. Right. But it is going to develop into something <laughs> far, far more uh, complicated and far, far more uh, comprehensive and holistic. Right. It's just a matter of time. Right. And I know when you say complicated, you mean it will be sophisticated. So sophisticated, yeah. But, but you know, what, I, what I'm envisaging is something so simple that it's much easier for a person to flick a switch and ask the question then uh, pick up the phone, take an appointment, go to an office, meet a person. Which is, which is now, now when I'm looking at it, it looks like a visit to Marks and Spencer's versus a visit to Amazon.com. So, uh, yeah, that's it. We are excited. We are looking forward. And today is the first day of the conference. So, lots to happen.
That was Yogin Subnis, Suresh Satgopan, and myself, Devang Shah, speaking to you from San Diego, the FinCon Conference 2016. I would love to hear if you have thoughts which are congruent to what we feel or even contradictory to it. Please do write back to us on devang at writereturns.com. We would love to hear from you and hope to carry on the conversation from there. Bye-bye.